Welcome to Answers from Antioch. You have joined us at the intersection of God's Word and today's world. This broadcast is brought to you by the Antioch Baptist Church in Bristol, Virginia. Join us as we examine information that impacts the church, the Christian, and the Christian home. Hello, everyone. Thanks so very much for tuning in today. What a blessing to be together. Here we are the day before Valentine's Day, and I hope you are making plans to send some flowers or some chocolates or some kind of a gift to that one you love so dearly, which should be, of course, uh, your wife, your girlfriend, uh, your mom, Uh, Maybe I'm speaking to the ladies and something you'd like to give to that husband or that boyfriend or that dad, you see, and those little kids, my goodness gracious. You know, my dear mama who's in heaven, she used to bake a heart-shaped cake for every one of the grandkids. Yes, each one of them got their own personal heart-shaped cake. Now, that was quite a few to make for my family, I'm telling you now. And yet, she would do that. My kids remember that so very well. They remember the taste of it, and, well, you could go on and on. But aren't you glad that God loves us? The love of God, Paul says, constrains me, compels me, pushes me on. And the love of God for me and my love for God ought to completely engulf my mind, my heart, And no wonder that both in the Old and the New Testament, Moses and Jesus both said, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, soul, mind, and strength. Love him first, and then you can love others as he loves you. The love of God has been shed abroad in our hearts through and by the Holy Spirit. We know that. We'll talk more about that in tomorrow's program being Valentine's Day. Now, uh, I do want to encourage you to pray for the nation of Israel. They're having some uh, traumatic times right now. Let's pray for the nation of Israel. And just a bit of news about Israel that you probably won't hear anywhere, and that is how God is doing a work among the Jewish people, and many are coming to the place where they are believers in the Lord Jesus Christ. When Israel became a state in 1948, there were only a tiny handful of families who were Jewish believers in Jesus. In 1967, the Six-Day War spurred many believers to focus on Israel. This resulted in some Jewish believers immigrating to Israel. Well, a shift occurred in the 1990s as well as over one million Jewish people immigrated to Israel, mostly from the former Soviet Union, And some of these were Jewish believers in Jesus. In 1999, a report by a Danish research group found that there were about 5,000 believers in the country with about 80 congregations. And in Israeli society, Jewish believers were largely unknown or not accepted in their local communities. But uh, in 2022, surprisingly, statistics are showing that uh, an updated report says the status of Jewish believers and congregations in Israel has greatly changed and greatly grown. Right now, according to a 2022 report, there's 300 congregations of Jewish believers in Jesus there. Over 15,000 people attend these congregations, 
And uh, ladies and gentlemen, that is a great blessing. God is at work. Don't you see the second coming of Christ coming into play here? Many Jewish people becoming believers in the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, we know this is still just a small percentage, but yet the number is growing quicker and more, can we say, more now than ever before. Jewish believers are becoming better known and respected in various areas of Israeli life, including the Israeli army. The numbers of the Jewish believers are still a very small percentage, yet that number of believers in congregations has tripled since 1999. God is at work. Jewish believers in Jesus. Hallelujah. Well, we rejoice in that. Now, I mentioned on our program, I believe it was on Friday, we were talking about prayer. And may I want to continue there real quickly because prayer is the greatest love language we have, talking to God. And also prayer is the greatest weapon we have in our arsenal. Uh, Prayer is not merely coming to God to ask something for Him, although great books have been written on asking and receiving, and uh, prayer is the wonderful opportunity to receive from God. But above all else, it's fellowship with God. It's being brought under the power of His holiness and love until He takes possession of us and I believe it was Andrew Mary, he said, stamps out our entire nature with the lowliness of his nature. And that's the secret of true worship. That's our lovely Lord. That's what prayer does. I encourage you in prayer today. Prayer is finding ourselves in the position and places man, I think, in his rightful position, that is, as a servant looking to his master, for provision and for help. Psalm 123, for instance, verse 1 and 2. Unto thee lift I up mine eyes, O thou that dwellest in the heavens. Behold, as the eyes of servants look unto the hand of their masters, and as the eyes of a maiden unto the hand of her mistress, so our eyes wait upon the Lord our God, until that he have mercy upon us. Here we find ourselves in this prayer, a servant looking to the master. And that's what prayer does. It places us in our rightful position. We are servants of God. We truly are honored to be his servant. And uh, we're looking to him as our master, even as a maiden looks to her, the mistress there. And prayer also works as much a change on you and I who are praying as the one being prayed for. Now, we often hear the phrase, and rightfully so, prayer changes things. But prayer changes me, and prayer changes you. The more we pray, the more we feel the very presence and power of God in our lives, and the more we find God working in our hearts, molding us, shaping us, remaking us, can I say, making us over in a way that is pleasing to him, prayer does this wonderful thing. Prayer also prepares us to care for those who are other believers in Christ. I've never met a compassionate believer 
who was not a praying person. The more you pray, the more compassion you have, the more the love of God, and can we say the uh, character of God is expressed in those who pray. And I think that's so very important in our day. Uh, Nothing has ever pleased me more than someone to tell me, I fervently pray for you, or I have you on my prayer list. Dr. Rayton Puckett, the founder of our church and pastor emeritus, who is now in heaven, just a week or so ago went to heaven. He had me on his prayer list, and he said to me, Preacher, I pray for you every day. I pray for Brother Josh, our co-host on this program. I pray for the church family. I pray for you every day. What a blessing. And I felt those prayers I feel the prayers of others. Aren't you glad that prayer reaches far beyond you and into the throne room of Almighty God? It is the love language, and it is also our greatest weapon that we have. So I want to encourage all of us. Let's pray for the nation of Israel. Let's pray for the peace of Jerusalem and ask the Lord's special presence there as well as among the churches in our nation. God, send revival, refreshing, restoring in our churches, we pray. And it'll go out of the church, into the community, into the cities, and we can have a great awakening in our land. Well, I see my time has slipped away. God bless you. Keep you safe till next radio time. Thank you for joining us today. We encourage you to visit our website at antiochbristol.com. There you will find many ways to contact us and connect with us, and so much more. Until next time, stand firm in Jesus' truth.